Well, we're just about 24 hours removed from LSU being crowned national champions at the Women's NCAA Tournament in Dallas. However, all the subsequent conversations since then hasn't been about this team. It has been about what happened at the end of the game. And there are people that are big, big mad. And I know you probably don't like that. But what I say is if they're mad, let them be. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Plus, you can also check us out on YouTube. Just search Locked on LSU in the search bar. Hit that subscribe button. You won't miss a single second of your Locked on LSU content. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host as I am every day. You can follow me on Twitter at CarolineFenton1. Appreciate you for being here and always appreciate you for making Locked on LSU your first listen every day. So I want to get into this because this has absolutely been the biggest story, I would say, in all of sports, if we're going to be completely honest here. This has been the biggest story in all of sports. Apologies if you're watching on YouTube. had a little bit of a webcam issue. Um, This has been the biggest story in sports, period. And it's not about what LSU did on the court. It's not about the accomplishments that LSU made this entire season. But rather, it's been about Angel Reese and her hand gestures toward Caitlin Clark at the end of the national title game on Sunday. We've all seen it by now. We all know she did the John Cena, you can't see me. And then she pointed to her ring finger, so to speak, like, you know, I beat you. Like, I'm a champion now. She was kind of following Caitlin Clark and doing it in her face. We've all seen it. We've all heard the discussion. We've seen the discussion on Twitter or on social media. We've seen the subsequent discussion on national television, and we'll get into that. And here's what I want to say about this, because I've seen a lot of LSU fans and even non-LSU fans alike. coming to Angel Reese's defense. And I'm on that side. It's not just because I'm an LSU fan. That definitely doesn't hurt it. But I look at it like this. You're going to call Angel Reese classless. And you're going to call Angel Reese trashy. Dave Portnoy, Keith Olbermann, you know, random person on Twitter, unhappy with what Angel Reese did. You say that all you want. But keep up that same energy whenever any other athlete in sports trash talks even just the slightest. People say, well, it's different. You know, what what Caitlin Clark did it, she didn't do it to anyone. And she didn't follow a player. She and Angel Reese did it in Caitlin Clark's face. I don't care. Did anyone have a problem when Joe Burrow scored his fifth touchdown against Vanderbilt and put a five up? against the, like, pointing toward the Vanderbilt bench, nobody had a problem with that. Because when he did it, he was a baller. When he did it, he had ice in his veins. And I still believe all of that because it was sick. (laughs) But keep up the same energy whenever you're talking about women in the sport, whenever you're talking about Angel Reese. If you want to condemn any history, any athlete in the history of sports, For trash talking, please, by all means, as long as you've been consistent, I have no problem with it. But at least stay consistent. At least keep up that energy as far as Angel Reese is concerned. I have also heard this argument or this 
accusation toward Angel Reese that the move was classless. Okay, I believe class has a place in sports. Absolutely. I will say, let's go back to 2015, I believe it was. LSU was supposed to play at South Carolina. There was a horrible flood that hit the state of South Carolina. So that game was then played in Baton Rouge. The LSU band played South Carolina's fight song and was overly accommodating and welcoming to South Carolina fans, the football team, the athletic department. And that's a classy move. You know, that's an outreach to say, hey, look, we've been there before. We know that there are the, the, the struggles that you're going through, and that's bigger than sports. And we'll take off our, our colors and our team allegiances, and we'll be there to lend a helping hand to a fellow human. That's a classy move in sports. A classless move in sports, I would say, is Alabama fans wearing T-shirts that say shooting our way through the SEC tournament after Brandon Miller provided a murder weapon, um, essentially. Um, that's classless. When we talk about class, I think all bets are off on the court. In post-game press conferences, in interviews with sideline reporters, in interactions on social media, that's different um, because that then you're in real life. When you're on the court, when you're on the field, when you're on the ice, when you're in the pool, whatever setting you might be in, all bets are off. Michael Jordan and Larry Bird are the best example of that. They were the worst trash talkers in the game. But I I have to believe that it was nothing but respect off the court. It's the same thing. If two guys lined up at the line of scrimmage on a football field, they're probably saying a lot of colorful language toward each other. We just can't hear it, so we can't condemn it. Trash talk and sports are a pair that are a tale as old as time. This is nothing new. You don't come to play basketball to have proper manners. This isn't a debutante ball. This isn't something that you you show up and you you're you're classy. This isn't, you know, let's put our napkins in our lap and cross our legs and be good little young ladies. That's not what this is. This is two competitors, two of the best in the game, things getting heated and things getting chippy because they're competitors, because they're confident athletes. Because that is what you do in sports. You talk trash. Now, if it was after the game and Angel Reese or any other player for that matter was making disparaging comments about Caitlin Clark, I would say that's different. But when you're on the court, all bets are off. But let's say you don't agree with me. And that's fine. I don't need you to agree with me. There are plenty of people out there that haven't agreed with me. That's totally fine. But you cannot tell me that the subsequent backlash against Angel Reese isn't so incredibly inappropriate and out of line. I mentioned Dave Portnoy, and I'm not going to repeat his tweet because I think it's disgusting. Um, but he had some choice words to say about Angel Reese. Keith Olbermann is another one. Um, I'm talking like big time people with big time followings. Clay Travis is another one, um, you know, a figure on social media with a big time following, um, calling a 20 year old woman, a female athlete, these uh, unimaginable words for an offense that was so not deserving of those words and those accusations. If you want to call someone trash for doing the things that Deshaun Watson did, please, by all means, my invite to you is wide open. 
Angel Reese did this and pointed to her ring finger. You may not agree with it. You may say it was a bad sportsmanship move, but you can say, okay, you know, real recognize real. But when we start to use that language and start attacking people on social media like that for an offense that really, it's not that big of a deal, everyone. It's not that big of a deal. Angel Reese is doing what Caitlin Clark did earlier in the, in the, in the tournament. That is, um, that is pretty disconcerting. But if you don't like what Angel Reese did, that's fine. That's fine. You can disagree with it. Whether you're an LSU fan or not, you can disagree with it, what Angel Reese did. You can say, if I was a coach, I wouldn't let that happen. That's fine. Then you're more than welcome to have that opinion and feel that way. You're not alone in feeling that way. But if you are on the side of things where you really disagree with a lot of the backlash that Angel Reese has been facing, and you feel like you're fighting an uphill battle, trying to get it through people's minds that it's it, it's frustrating that Angel Reese is getting backlash that other athletes haven't gotten. For example, I don't know if anyone's a hockey fan listening, but Ryan Hartman, who played for the Minnesota Wild last season, he flipped a bird to Evander Kane, an opposing player, in the middle of a game, in the middle of a fight. Nobody had anything to say about it. I would say that's a little bit more disparaging of emotion than what Angel Reese did, but that's, a, that's besides the point. It's frustrating when you have to try and get it through or have this argument with people who don't agree with you about how it's just really not that big of a deal. Just remember, this doesn't change anything. You can say that Angel Reese is whatever. You're not going to take a championship away from her. You're not going to take a championship away from this program. You're not going to take a championship away from Kim Mulkey. And there will nothing that you say will change what happened on Sunday. That LSU and Kim Mulkey are national champions. So if people want to be mad, let them be mad. And I'll even argue this could be the best thing that has ever happened to LSU basketball. And I will explain what I mean by that. And we'll do that coming up next. The Built March Madness Bracket is here, and we know you have a favorite bar or puff. And now is your time to make it count. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know that I will be voting for the Peanut Butter Brownie Bar, my absolute favorite bar. I talk about that bar as much as I possibly can because it's my personal favorite, and I hope you guys don't sell it out. But if you want the Yukon Huskies to win in the national championship on Monday night, then you will be voting for that bar too. So support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Bill. Not only that, but one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Bill to have Bill's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. So you've got to try Bill. Bill is the best protein bar ever. Ever, seriously, they're so amazing. And you won't even think that they're good for you. You know, sometimes when you have a healthy snack and you're like, oh, that's gross, this tastes healthy. That's not the case with Built because they're covered in 100% real chocolate, but they're high in protein and low in sugar. They're delicious. They taste like a dessert, but they are good for you. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March. So hop in and support your pick. Well, thanks again for making Locked on LSU your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. But don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like, comment, subscribe, review, all that good stuff. I always appreciate hearing from all of you every day. And remember that Wednesday is a Mailbag Wednesday. So you can send in those questions that you have for me. Whenever you'd like, you can 
Comment them below on the YouTube page. You can tweet at me at Caroline Fenton One, or you can tweet at the podcast at Locked On LSU. You can send in questions. You can send in comments, concerns, anything that you want me to touch on in the podcast. We will get to that on a Wednesday. But we know that you know it's it's been the biggest topic of conversation across sports. Honestly, is the the interaction, the exchange between Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese at the uh, conclusion of the national championship on Sunday. Personally, I think it's a shame that uh, but that's that's the number one topic of conversation and not the game itself, not Kim Mulkey's feats, not Jasmine Carson's heroics off the bench, um, not Flojie Johnson for what she's been able to do as a freshman, not Alexis Morris and what she's done for this program. Um, no, those those aren't the topics of conversation. Rather, it is this. It's that motion and pointing to your ring finger. But, you know, what are you going to do? I, I don't pick and choose the news. But I'd like to, to show you the 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 most positive thing that can come out of this for LSU basketball. And then I will do that by simply reading you stats. And this is coming out from Cody Worsham. Of course, he puts out wonderful work um, for LSU sports. You can follow him on Twitter. Love Cody. He puts out great work. From over the weekend, social media numbers for the LSU women's basketball account. They gained 62.5 thousand, thousand, New followers across all platforms, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, etc. 28.1 million owned impressions, 1.1 million owned engagements, which means that those are people directly interacting with the women's basketball account. That's not including impressions of people retweeting or quote tweeting. And they've reached 753 million users. LSU has been mentioned on the internet in the last four days. 509,000 times, and they have reached 4.59 billion. Billion. Just put those numbers into perspective. That's huge. That is huge for this program. And it doesn't just stop on the internet. Some of the biggest names in sports, in sports media, we're talking about LSU. I mean, just listen to this, Skip and Shannon on FS1. And if you don't agree with that show, that's fine. It's not about the show or other takes itself, but it's one of the biggest sports media shows out there. And they were talking about LSU. This was um, Shannon Sharp. I have no problem whatsoever. Skip, I want to preface everything that I say. Caitlin Clark was sensational. She should have been a unanimous player of the year. Nobody should have got any votes. If you look at the way she played all year and if she solidified that, she answered all the questions, she checked all the boxes in the tournament. She should have been a player of the year. So, young lady, what you did, what, how you represented the game of college women's college basketball, you should be commended. So, I don't want you to take anything that I'm about to say personal because this is not about you. That's fair. I agree. Go ahead. This is about the portrayal of how women, we see it two different ways. 48 hours ago, when 48 hours ago, when she, when Caitlin Clark did this, uh, uh, John Cena, it was considered swag. 48 hours later, Angel Reese does the exact same gesture. It's classless. And you may agree or not with with Shannon's take there, but the point being, one of the biggest sports media shows out there, and who are they talking about? Angel Reese and LSU basketball. I mean, Angel Reese was even on ESPN on Monday afternoon. She was talking with Malika Andrews about the events at the end of the game. This was Angel Reese and Malika Andrews on ESPN. 
since the final buzzer, Angel, there's been a lot that's been made, frankly, of your gestures on the court. And I, I think it was ugly, and I think it was unfair. So I just wanted to check in with you. How are you doing? How are you dealing with all of that today? I've been dealing with this since high school. So it's honestly not new for me. Um, it's just what it is, and I accept it. And I want to take on that role of being the black woman that's going to stand up for the girls that may not have a voice. So I'm happy I can be the role model and the person everyone looks up to, and even just the one that can say those things that other people may not want to say. So I'm just happy right now. What you said over the weekend, what you said on Sunday, being unapologetically you, representing girls who look like you, who don't fit in a box, those were some powerful and important words. And I, I, I was curious today, all of those girls who have witnessed what you have now been through, what do you want them to know? Just keep being you. Always, never let anybody ever tell you no or tell you that you can't do this, you can't do that. I've always just stood in my skin and just being able to be proud of who I am. I'm very, very confident in who I am. And I think that people that support me, they understand me, who I am, and it always comes from a good heart. So I don't care what anybody has to say about me. Um, I love who I am. I'm injuries, and I feel like I've grown to be this person where everybody loves me for who I am. And I think that's because I'm authentically me. Powerful message from Angel Reese there with Malika Andrews on ESPN. And again, the point being, the players for our school and our school, they're being heard on the biggest platforms in media. And now in the day and age of NIL, exposure is, is an invaluable currency. Exposure is one of the more important things. And I have to give this entire athletic department massive kudos for how they've been able to market some of their athletes. We know Livy Dunn and you know her um, social media following and how much money she's been able to make via NIL and good for her. And Angel Reese is another one who's been able to capitalize off of this. Angel Reese now has the most NIL sponsors of any player in college basketball. That's not just women, that's men and women. She has 17 NIL deals, 17. She has deals with massive national brands like Wingstop, Sonic, Amazon, Coach, The Handbags, Bose, Raising Canes, massive, massive deals for Angel Reese. And just in the last four days, she's gotten over 300,000 new Instagram followers. And she's made this whole year leading up to the national championship. So this is even counting the national championship, but up until the national championship, she's made over a almost, almost not over almost a half a million dollars in NIL money. That is invaluable. That exposure for the program is invaluable. So that's why I keep saying, if you want to talk about LSU, fine, keep talking because that turns into dollars for this program and for the and for these NIL deals. And credit to uh to this athletic department for being so bought into NIL and credit to Jennifer Roberts. She might be an unsung hero for this team throughout the season. She was hired going into this season as the director of player personnel and influence. So it's really been her job to market these players via social media. And if you saw, I mean, the, the interaction on social media that all of these players, Angel Reese, include, Angel Reese included, really this entire team, they all were consistently posting throughout the tournament. They all were consistently interacting with fans. Um, and, you know, they were always just present on social media. And you may not be into social media, and that's totally fine. But just know how important that is for NIL deals and how important it is for LSU 
to brag on how many opportunities are there for incoming recruits and incoming potential athletes at LSU. All of the opportunities that exist before you even go pro. All of the opportunities that you can get in Baton Rouge. It's great for the program. It's great for recruiting. And it's a wonderful way to continue to build upon this foundation that Kim Mulkey has already built as the head coach of the LSU Tigers. So it's good for LSU. It's good for NIL deals. It's also good for something much, much bigger. And I want to get into that coming up next. So I mentioned how some of the biggest names in sports have, and really the biggest names in, in the world, have commented on LSU basketball. Barack Obama, former president, tweeted about the LSU basketball team. We saw tweets from Lil Wayne. We saw tweets from Shaq, all shouting out the LSU basketball team. But in terms of sports media, it didn't stop at Skip and Shannon. It didn't stop at Angel Reese's appearance on um, on ESPN with, with Malika Andrews. Stephen A. Smith, who is the face of ESPN, also commented on LSU, further ex exposure for the program, further exposure for LSU. Um, but he talks about how important this all is, not just for LSU or not just for Iowa. He talks about how important it is for, for women's basketball and what these last few weeks and months have done for women's basketball. I think he makes a pretty fair point. It's not necessary to talk about what women athletes have always been. The fact of the matter is women's basketball has never been better than it is right now. It's never been better. And so the fact is we can live in this moment and propel forward. You can do that, okay, without denigrating anything about the past, but just recognizing the fact that they, the women's sports, particularly women's basketball, has propelled itself to another level. The big thing for me is this, as it pertains specifically to this story, and again, no shade on Caitlin Clark, who's my favorite player, by the way. She's my favorite player in women's basketball. I just think she's spectacular. Okay, but I love the fact that the LSU went out and did what they did. So, and he makes the point, it's it's good for women's basketball. And I think that's what it is. The fact that Stephen A. and Shannon Sharp are talking about women's basketball to me, matters. The fact that the biggest conversation on Twitter on Sunday and really even going into Monday was about women's basketball. Throw your LSU allegiance to the side. Think about how much conversation there has been about the women's game, not just in the last 48 hours, but in the last month throughout the women's tournament. People are talking about it because it matters. This is a good thing for the sport, however you feel about what Angel Reese did at the end of the game, however you feel about Kim Mulkey and how loud and outrageous she is, and I love it, you might not like it, and that's fine. But the fact that we are talking about it, you and me right now, the fact that everyone in America is talking about this matters because that means that the women's game is getting attention. And the fact that LSU is going to be woven into that story I think is really important and honestly just really cool. And it's not just LSU, it's also Caitlin Clark in Iowa and how much the world has fallen in love with Caitlin Clark over the last few weeks. It's also Aaliyah Boston and Don Staley at South Carolina. It's also about Haley Van Lith and that Louisville women's basketball program. It's also about Pat Summit and the, the roots that she laid for women's basketball when she was coaching at, ten, at Tennessee, God rest her soul, the late, the great, the wonderful Pat Summit. When you talk about all of these greats in women's college basketball, and when you talk about 
the way that the women's game has ascended and that I hope will only continue to ascend, LSU is going to be part of that conversation alongside the biggest names in women's college basketball, Pat Summit, Gino Ariyama, Don Staley. And you should be really proud of yourself for that because I think that matters. And it's just really freaking fun. It's just a really, really fun time to watch how this program has changed and ascended it, just the program itself over the last couple of years. I am so proud of this team. And there is no amount of whining from people on Twitter that can take that away from us. It's a really good day to be an LSU Tiger. Those girls looked like they were having so much fun at the PMAC today. And good. They deserve it. They grinded their butts off. They beat great teams. They did that thing. And that was that LSU. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked on LSU your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our, check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything that you need to know on and off the court. Plus, you can hear from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.